0: You are now listening to Let's Talk Trees with me, Angi and Nengtiaz. Today I have Robert Nasi, C4 Director General, and he is also one of the co principals of C4 Mercury. Hi Robert, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Angi. Okay, so a little birdie told me that you have more than 30 years of experience working in tropical forestry. Is that true?
1: Well, we are probably getting closer to uh, 40 than 30. I mean, I started working in New Caledonia in 1981.
0: 1981, wow, that's, that's a long time. So how is that working for you?
1: Well, I'm still alive and kicking, <coughs> and still interested in the whole issue of uh, forest and tropical forestry.
0: So we're good, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> OK, but on a more serious note, though, what are the most pressing issues that you have observed so far?
1: We look at the, the as of today I mean a sort of the, the main issue that we still have in the, in the forestry and environment sector it's uh, the whole impact of climate change but it goes far beyond the, the forestry sector but, and, and the fact that we are still not managing or conserving or using properly uh, our forest so in, in a sense uh, after 40 years difficult to, to say uh, we are totally on the right track. I mean, there are some good, some bad. So, main 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 issue: climate change and and, and the use of uh, forest resources. Okay.
0: So, based on your observation, what is the state of our forests?
1: I, I think that's wh- what we see overall is what. There there is a bit of improvement in the in the temperate uh, countries. Uh, with. Uh, in a sense, uh, some growth of forest over abandoned agricultural land or some... But but even there, I mean, it's sort of, you see more and more issues related to climate change. I mean, it's sort of... You have bark beetle infestation in Germany that that will likely reduce the, the spruce population. Uh, you have the emerald uh, ash borer in Europe that is uh, wiping out the ash population. Uh, in, in, in the Boreal uh, countries, uh, uh, you have issue with climate change, uh, the towing of permafrost and uh, big fire in, in the taiga. In the, in the tropical country, you, you still have uh, overharvesting uh, and uh, clearing of forests for agriculture, small or big, and, and issue related to climate change also, like fire, drought, uh, flood. So overall, I don't think that the stat- state of the forest is as good as it should be. I mean, so and we seem to have witnessing uh, some aggravation uh, during the last five years, and it's something worrying with uh, the trajectory of climate change.
0: Can you tell us, what is the importance then? Why do you have to keep them alive and in a good state? If well, first,
1: imagine? I mean, that's, uh, I think that, um, I mean, that's, and uh, that's very personal note i i, th- I think that f- f- forests are uh, beautiful so i uh, uh, I think it's important to keep them because uh, a world without forests will be uh, not not a world I would like to live in but but more importantly, I would say that they, they, they are very important in in all the the goods they provide for for humanity uh, and uh, and the services they provide for humanity so Forests are important because uh, they reduce uh, climate extreme, They, they help uh, in uh, water regulation. They help in uh, conserving biodiversity. They provide uh, wood, fiber, non timber forest products. Uh, uh, you, you name it. So mm-hmm. it, they are an important part of uh, the infrastructure that sustain life on Earth. I mean, a sort of uh, this. And, and I would say that it's the same for ocean or savannah. Or, so we, we, we need to, to have this natural space uh, preserved uh, for the, the survival, survival of humankind as we know it.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what does it mean for humanity then? So,
1: so uh, I think forests are important for humanity, uh, for, for, for all the things they bring to us, and, 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 and also the fact that uh, they are providing some services and some goods that are not substitutable so they, and, and also they have a very strong, uh, something that people don't necessarily realize, that they have a very strong impact in, in the, um, the water circulation in, in the atmosphere. So it's, if you cut the forest uh, uh, in the Congo Basin, you may end up with uh, some severe agricultural problem uh, in other part of Africa, or if you uh, destroy the, the Amazon, you may end up with uh, some serious problem in, in other part of Latin America. If, if you look at the place where there is forest uh, against the place where there is no forest or no trees, I mean, there are huge difference in uh, temperature extreme. Uh, even in temperate country, I mean, in Germany, some studies show that between an area that is fully stocked with biomass in an area with lower biom- biomass you have something like eight degree different temperature eight degrees oh. immense yes. <coughs> so that that's why forests are important uh, and I say forest I mean forest and trees I mean, because you have a lot of trees that are not in forest but are in agricultural land and that also provide uh, nitrogen uh, for the plant that uh, offer best control that mm-hmm. allow also buffering of temperature so I think that uh, Forests are our best green infrastructure, and and we should keep them.
0: Okay. So, what's in the future then? What should we do? I mean, um,
1: I think the answer is quite. The answer, deceptively, simple. The implementation of that is a bit of a different issue. I mean, what Mm -hmm. what we need to do is we need to conserve uh, whatever we have left in terms of uh, primary or untouched forests, and. Now they account uh, maybe something like thirty percent of our forest cover and and we should avoid as much as possible I mean, to 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 destroy this uh. It doesn't mean that we need completely to put them under uh, under Foundation. total protection but uh, p- p- people can have still uh, uh, non industrial use the indigenous people can have still, but but we need to keep them as forest. so that's the point is that you don't transfer them into uh, uh, agricultural plantation or, or, or aquaculture or mining.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that's the important part. <coughs> and uh, I mean, there are some progress here and there, but there, there is not enough commitment in terms of, political commitment in terms of, okay, this, this is a decision, we are not going to touch our, our primary forest or inter-forest. Indonesia for that has mm-hmm. just put in place a, a ban on any new concession on primary forest, which is for a tropical country uh, a first, and um, Other countries like Costa Rica also have protected their forests. Uh, In in other places, it it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Conserve the the primary untouched, intact forest. The second one is that next to this uh, uh, little touch forest, there is uh, quite a lot of forests that have been, uh, in one way or another, modified by humans, uh, but they are still forests. So selectively logged forest, uh, naturally managed forest in, in temperate countries. So, so this one, we should manage them to provide goods and services. If we want to move from a, a fossil fuel, a concrete-based economy into a, a, a bio-based economy with more wood, and then, then we need to have wood and we need to have fiber. And that means that there, is, there needs to be a place on Earth where we are producing this wood and fiber and that's where the, we need to be much more proactive and much more imaginative in terms of managing what we have in terms of secondary forest, locked over forest, and if we want to conserve the primary forest, the wood, this wood has to come from intensively managed plantation one and from a properly managed uh, uh, secondary forest. So this, is an area, and this is an area that is very much overlooked. Yeah. Uh, by, m- by many people, oh, they are not primary forests, and they are not totally degraded. So they are someone sitting in between, and, and they are very often uh, open for clearing, or something, where in fact they should be kept as forest ecosystem. Even if these are not primary forests, if, even if these are not the, the forests we had before, these are important. If you take the example of a place like Puerto Rico, I mean, Puerto Rico now is covered but. 60 or 70% in forests, these forests are completely different than the one that were before. Because uh, at one stage, uh, all of the forests of Puerto Rico were just wiped out to plant sugarcane. Now it's forbidden. So now you have, back, you have new forests, novel forests, uh, as they are called. And they are not the same, but people realize that these novel forests, they have still helped maintaining some of the endemic species, some of the biodiversity. So I think it's important to keep the, the forest as a, as, a, as a green infrastructure and to invest in this green infrastructure. Okay. And the third part of it is that there is a huge area of land <coughs> that is degraded, and uh, this area of land degraded is part agricultural land, part uh, savanna and tree-less area, and part used to be forest area, and for this one, which really should be... Uh, actively uh, restoring these ecosystems. And uh, the, this is something that has been recognized. Because the UN is launching the, the UN Decade on Ecosystem Restoration uh, to start in, in 2021. And, and OK, these restored lands, I mean, they should be restored to provide ecosystem services, but also to contribute to providing uh, goods uh, like food, like uh, uh, wood, like fiber. Uh, and, and, and and then they will complement the, the, the management of the secondary or modified forest. So in terms, it's pretty simple. It's conserve primary forest, uh, better manage uh, secondary uh, or local forest, and restore degraded lands. Uh, how do you do that? It's a sort of a different story. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell us about the
0: different story on how we implement that? Just uh, the, the
1: conserving primary forest is more like a political decision, and that's something that a country like Indonesia showed that you can't take this decision. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica the same. Uh, if you go to Brunei, the same also. They they have hardly touched their forest because they're relying on oil. Uh, so it, it's a matter of political decision, and it's a matter of possibilities. I mean, it's sort of in. in but I would say that in the place where there is still primary forest as of today, it, because there is a low human population, so uh, it shouldn't be a, a big issue if, if we allow the people that are currently using the forest to continue using it, but we keep them as almost untouched forest. And, and you have this in uh, the, the biggest patch of this untouched forest are the, the Taiga uh, boreal forest and the tropical uh, uh, Amazonian, Amazonian Basin and, and the Congo Basin uh, dense Forest. Uh, Southeast Asia, it's mainly uh, in, in East Indonesia and, and Papua. That's uh, the, for the con- conservation uh, part of For the management part, I, I think it's, it's more changing a bit the way, because of climate change, the way we consider management. I mean, tra- traditionally, the, the management of forest was something that was on the long term and uh, you were looking on stable conditions. So the problem we have now with the acceleration of climate change it is not the case anymore. So you have to plan for more extreme, for more risk of fire, more risk of uh, drought, more risk of uh, insect invasion. So that, that, that means that we, we need to rethink <clears throat> the way we are considering uh, managed forest. Uh, to incorporate a bit, uh, much more of uncertainties and adaptive management and, and, and eventually uh, think about different mix of spaces. And for the restoration agenda, I mean, I think the technology is there. We know what to do. <coughs> the question is the cost uh, and, and who, who pays for it. If we keep the restoration agenda as uh, something that is funded by public money to produce uh, public goods, then we don't have enough public money around. So uh, That means that we need to transform the restor- part of the restoration agenda in, into an economic enterprise that yes, restore public good, but also gives r- jobs to people and produce goods that uh, local people can use so that as I said, if you restore a forest area but you don't solve the initial reason why the forest was degraded, it is very likely that it will be degraded again. These are for the big uh, forest area like the tropical rainforest, the boreal forest, and and the sort of the the temperate broadleaves or or evergreen forest. Now there is a lot of ecosystems that exist that are forests that are more or less forgotten Mm -hmm. because they are not big, because they don't play a huge role in terms of providing services to people, but they are very important in terms of biodiversity and and being a, a window on, on what the past was, so, so you have all the tropical mountain cloud forests. Uh, you have the, the, the dry forests that have been very much uh, uh, degraded. So you, you have a lot of systems that are really critically uh, threatened, and, and for this ecosystem, I mean, it's sort of, the, the, they are not part of many uh, agenda. <clears throat> it is very important to to have uh, an active conservation on on, on this. I mean, sort of, you have the Caatinga forest in Brazil, the Cerrado savannas, uh, the, all the Araucaria forest uh, in, in Chile, uh, Brazil, uh, New Caledonia, Australia, tropical mountain cloud forest. All the forests develop on on limestone, karst, All these things are a tendency to be. In Forgotten, and, and but they are still important, yes. mostly for conservation. So
0: size doesn't really
1: matter, doesn't? Yeah, size matter in a sense. I mean, it's sort of, if if you lose the the population of Arokiashmiti uh, on the top of Montpagny in New Caledonia, I mean, it's, sort of, it's not going to change the world. Uh, if you lose completely the Amazon, it's going to change the world. But, so that size matters in terms of impact, but. Uh, in terms of conservation effort, I think we should not forget this, all these uh, critical ecosystems.
0: Okay, so forest matter, eh? no matter yeah. how small yeah. or how big. Yeah. That's cool. And um, are things looking good?
1: But No, I mean, sort of clearly we are not okay. I mean, it's not that we uh, uh, can do better, uh, and should do better, or must do better. 2020, in a sense, is important for that because there will be the, the renegotiation of the post-2020 agenda for for the, the biodiversity convention, and there is also, uh, in terms of the climate change convention, it, uh, I think Glasgow uh, is the last hope uh, that we are going to implement properly the Paris Agreement. Uh, so if we miss uh, 2020 or 2021, then 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 we are not going to to do much better, and of course, I mean this big international agreement, they should be backed up by activity and, and by action on the ground. So that, that, that means that we are serious in terms of uh, reducing our consumption on fossil fuel, or greenhouse gases, and also, uh, uh, as I said, conserving, uh, managing uh, sustainably and, and restoring our, our forest ecosystems. The situation requires some uh, urgent and definitive action and people should realize that investing in forests, uh, or in green infrastructure is probably as important as investing in, in toll roads or, or, or bridges or... The, the question is, and it's really how you show the decision-maker that investing in infrastructure is good for everybody, but also brings uh, returns, because very often people see that only as an expenditure.
0: I agree. Okay, so that's cool. Thank you, Robert, for coming today. Thank very, you. Very lovely to have you. Um, And listeners, so thank you for listening. That's our conversation for today. See you on the next episode.